Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nakama Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, and I'm joined here with my co-host. So? And we also have a guest on today. Introduce yourself. I'm Jen. And uh, today we're going to hit you with some news first. Oh, wait, wait, we forgot. And we're back with Kevin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for the uh, second week in a row, we also have uh, another co-host, Kevin. Kevin. So if you hear dog noises in the background of this one, that's just Sal. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Starting off with the news, uh, the Junji Ito Masterworks Collection is getting another anime production. They actually had one pretty recently in 2018. Not a great... Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what you guys told me. I'm not a big Jinto Ito fan. It's it's very one to one, which a lot of people would consider that to be the ideal way to do an adaptation. But Junji Ito relies on a lot of tactics that really only work like on the page, right? One of the most famous things that he does is in his horror stories, he leads up to a big reveal, but it requires you to to turn the page, and there's a splash page. That's the big reveal, right? But that build up doesn't work on screen it kind of just feels like a moment that's drawn out for a very very long time and then you see something that's like kind of spooky but it doesn't it doesn't have the same effect and so i'm hoping with this one they do a little bit of a better job i would hope so because that's not just my opinion that that one was bad like if you look at the ratings for that you don't see really any middle ground so Mm -hmm. it's it's at like a solid three because there's an equal amount of people loving it and shitting on it and I definitely fall on the shitting on its side, despite the fact that I fucking love Junji Ito. Dude, I just remember you and Adrian wouldn't shut up about it. And then it came out and then you guys didn't say shit. So that's why I was like, I even asked you guys like a year later, like, hey, did that ever come out? And you guys were like, yeah, it sucked. And I was like, oh, yep. that's why I didn't hear about it. I was excited about it and it turned out terrible. Now, another thing I'm excited about that I really hope isn't terrible. The horror manga Mieruko-chan is getting an anime adaptation later on this year from Studio Passion, who uh, previously worked on Higurashi and Interspecies Reviewers. Yeah. And that is uh, literally my favorite manga right now. Yeah, I have that one on to my read, but then I read Kingdom instead. It's listed as a horror comedy. It's more like a horror with like light comedic elements. Mm. The intro to it is not the strongest as far as like plot goes, but as soon as you see the designs for the ghosts, which it's not like it takes a it literally the first page is when you see the first ghost in this story and the designs for them are fucking incredible. Like they're actually scary. And as the story has gone on, whatever they're doing to to come up with all of these like creatures that as it goes on they just get scared <laughs> they just get scarier and it's it's awesome i haven't checked it out i have it on my thing but before we move on jen is there anything you want to bring in i remember you were telling me something about Junti ito yeah i actually got to see some of his artwork at a crunchyroll expo same what you were there yeah I, oh. it was before covid obviously but mm-hmm. I got to see some of his work. I actually got to see him on stage talk about like how he got started and what made him want to write and things like that. And it was it was pretty cool. I think we were at the same panel. Yeah. We might have been. Yeah, because yeah. I, I went to that one. I went to the one where he talked about cats for a very long time. Yeah, that would have been the same year because that was the only, day, the, that that was was the only, only year, year that, that they had the exhibition yeah. for him. So, yeah. Yeah. It's in the same room. Weird. Uh-huh. I guess not that weird. Didn't even know it. Yeah. You guys met before and you guys... Didn't realize. Well, no, they were like 
a thousand people in that room. <laughs> Dude, you don't know what if you passed her and you're like, get the fuck out of the way. And she's like, well, look at this fucking asshole. I'm not rude to people, so I no, mean, that wouldn't have happened. I mean, Adrian was with you, so I, I can expect that from Adrian. Yeah, that's true. I think I'd remember that. Yeah, I think I would remember that because yeah, no, would someone would have told me and I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't sound like you at all. No, no. The thing is, if Adrian had done something like that, you know for a fact we would not have let up on him since. No, fuck no. He's made like minor jokes like three years ago that we still it's the only reason we continually say that he hates women because he made like one joke mm -hmm. and because the first time I think you it Sal was, it was when we were playing Wild said Lines. yeah that that he hates women uh, he took a little bit of offense to that and it seemed like we all understood that that was a button for him and just decided to keep pressing it yep. and we have not let up since I'm surprised that he hasn't gone postal on us yet yeah so if you didn't notice, we were clearly joking. Adrian does not hate women. No, he doesn't. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't go that far. He's kind of an asshole. But yeah. no more so than any of us. I mean, you're a big asshole. I'm probably the worst one. You think I always lie to you and I don't? You lie to me all the time, You, you told me today, you're like, are you being sarcastic? And I'm like, no, I'm being for reals. And then you still thought I was lying. I'm sure Jen can attest to the fact that no. you lied to me twice today in front so. of her. Sal's got a pretty good poker face. He does, and I hate that. No. That's why I don't play poker with him. I feel like I'd lose money. I don't play poker because I don't like to gamble unless it's in a video game. Uh, yeah, I don't like to gamble with real money. I like to gamble, but I, I bounce out early. My wife was getting upset with me last time I went to the casino because I put in like 20 bucks, and then I got like $40 out, and then I was like, I'm done. I'm I, out. I would be She's like, like really? That's very little, and it's like it's very little money, but it's more than I came here with. It's more than I, you know, I, I limited myself to twenty bucks, got mm -hmm. up to forty, I'm out. Yeah, it's crazy that you guys are in the same room. It's not that crazy. Tell it crazy. It's a, the, it's like the most local convention here, besides the Salinas one. No, Fanime is way more bigger than Crunchyroll. They're both at literally the same, the same spot building. But most people are like, what the fuck? But Crunchyroll? they're both local, and they're both very far apart. So like, yeah. So, so moving on, Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD is coming out. It's a re remastered of a Game Boy game or a 3DS game. I mean, of course it's a it's a remake or remaster. It's a Shimigami Tensei yeah. game. When was the last time they made like a new one? For the 3DS, Shimigami Tensei 4, I believe, or 5? That was still a while ago. It was 5. It was for the and 3DS. since then, they've remade like... I mean, if you, especially if you count the fact that Persona is a Shimigami Tensei title. Spin off. But it's it's Shin Megami Tensei Persona. Like, mm -hmm. that is... Well, that's, if you that's count, the original name, and now it's just Persona. Yeah, but it's still the same series. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if you counted the last 10 Shin Megami Tensei games, maybe two of them are new games. Maybe. Maybe. Because yeah. Persona 5 got released, like, three times. And it got released twice. Twice? Yeah, so it's regular, royal, and then the dancing spinoff. That sounds like three to me. Yeah, but it's a dancing spinoff. I guess so. But yeah, it's coming out May 25th for the Switch, PlayStation 4, and the PC. And apparently I've heard that the PS4 and the Switch version are really shitty. Really? Yeah, like they're not good ports. They said supposedly they're going to fix it up, but the best way to play it, if you've never played it, is through PC because mods. Yeah. Other than that, Resident Evil 8 is apparently going to get heavily censored in Japan. 
Which Why? is hella funny because Capcom... It's Japanese! Yeah, it's from Japan. Why would they make something they can't even consume? I don't know. That's that would just... be the last place, too, that I would think. Well, they censored hella shit. So America is definitely the one that doesn't censor as much. It's not as bad as Australia, but... Or Germany. Australia is the worst. Australia's no, the I worst. think Australia is worse than Germany. Yeah, point. but Germany's pretty bad, too. Germany's pretty bad, but like their thing is like, if it's rape or Hitler, we're not going to show it, but mm. everything else is pretty okay. No, because they had... A, they had Heavily censored uh, Left 4 Dead 4 in Germany, too. They did? Yeah. Do uh, you mean Left 4 Dead 2? No, first one. Left 4 Dead 1. Yeah. You said Left 4 Dead 4. Shit, my bad. Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. <laughs> that's heavily censored, like, the little hand where the thumb got ripped off. It just kind of looks like it's just... Folded in? Yeah, just oh, like that's a dumb. That's not as cool. Or it's just, like, n- like censored out, so just like a nub. But uh, out of it, they at least got, I think, like, two new guns. Oh. So they got a censored version, but they get two new guns. I mean, still, like, I don't want I don't want my big city vampire game censored. I'm glad I don't live in Japan. Dude, she's not even attractive. She's tall, though. Bro, she had big titties, and I was down for it, and then I saw her face, and it's old, and I'm like... She's got a big hat. It'll droop over the front. You just no. focus on the tall... That's she's the attractive tall. part, is that she's tall and got a big hat? Apparently. No, she's tall and she's got big boobs. <laughs> yeah, I was... The hat's just... incidental. I don't give a fuck about the hat. I was down for the big I'm not saying titties. I don't find her attractive. I'm just saying the fact that Sal doesn't isn't that big of a deal, because he can just... You just push the hat down. Bro, I was interested with the big titties. Then then they show the face that the attacks of the big titties and it's just like you can slap lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. <laughs> but she's so fucking tall. And, and the other thing that I don't like about the fact that she has big titties is that Resident Evil is already going off the beaten path from being Resident Evil. This is like pushing more and more where there's more people interested in Resident Evil. The fact that she has big titties and she's tall than it actually being for Resident well, Evil. Well, no, no, no. If if I'm being real, my major attraction to this is the fact that it seems like they're going to be investigating sort of the maybe where Umbrella got a lot of their maybe inspiration or initial subjects or whatever. Because as I was saying in a previous episode, it does seem like she's like a, a proto tyrant. Like mm. they saw her and they were like, let's try to make that in a lab. Yeah. That part of like the exploration of the canon, that's really fucking interesting to me. It's just that the really big titty really tall lady is also very interesting to me not to and me. also the other vampire ladies not to me very interesting to me i don't even care that they turn into bugs do the fact that they're covered in blood it's just like i can't even look at you because i'm distracted with the amount of blood that's on your lips so just like they're vampires what are they supposed to have peanut butter maybe you could clean yourself up there you go <laughs> I mean, I guess you got they're, And they're supposed to be ladies. Come on, they're supposed to be ladies of the night. You realize that you said ladies of the night, and that changes the connotation <laughs> yeah. from, yeah. from a, like a high-class woman to a prostitute. Yeah. I don't think they're supposed to be prostitutes. Maybe. They're vampires, who knows? Yeah. They I don't just... think a vampire would have to bro, be a prostitute if, if they to get wanna, the job done. They want to give give They're vampires. The I don't know, bro. But it's getting censored. And, and the last piece of gaming news is the Doom Eternal DLC drop, and it was trash. It's it's three levels. The, it's a gimmick boss fight. It will probably take you two hours unless you're special. And uh, it's, it's a terrible way to end the, the DLC. Is it the last DLC? It's, it was supposed to be the end for year one. So it's like year one. What are, what are you going to do with the rest? Are you going to do year two? Because I'm definitely not buying it. I feel like if... There's if they put year one, there's an implication there's a year two. Yeah, they hella dropped the ball because Ancient Gods Part One 
hella set it up. It was hella good. There was multiple times where I was just like, God damn it, they just keep coming. And that was my favorite part. Well, I know I know that one of the things they were trying to work in was like a female Doom Slayer. Yeah, I, that, I remember hearing Which, that. I didn't understand because a lot of people were like, and I, the thing is, I understand why they were upset because like the way the studio was was touting it was like, ooh, look at this, it's this big new thing. We're gonna make Doom Slayer a woman. Like, isn't that nuts? But like, there already is one. Did my first There's crash, and she's she's a female Doom Slayer. Dude, my first thought when I heard that is, oh great, now there's gonna be a lot of Doom porn. There already is. That was my first thought. Now there like- is a whole and. It's not like I look for this. I just follow weird people on Twitter. Rule I just want to let you guys know. I guess. But there is a uh, one that I'm aware of where what the robot dude, I forget the name of the robot dude from Doom. Uh, Vir- Virgil? Virgil? Virgil, I think. It's not Virgil, but it's something close. Something like that. I don't know. But uh, brings the spirit of the rabbit back to life as a big titty woman. Of course. Yeah. Well, the rabbit's already in the game. Yeah, but like... I think the implication is it takes place after what is it Doom Two when Dude, they're dead. The the thing that they also never address is what the fuck happened between Doom One and Doom Eternal. Because remember how Virgil whatever is like I'm gonna save this world. Yeah, takes off and then when you start Doom Eternal, the world's gone to shit. And it's like what the fuck happened? I don't know. Maybe that's part of year two. I don't know. All I know it sucks. It wasn't worth it. And then, and then that's that's the end of the Doom thing. Well, moving on, Jen. Hi. Hi. Uh, what we like to do usually here, whenever we have guests, is ask them a couple of questions about anime and maybe their introduction to it. Uh, what was the first? Can you, can you remember the first anime that, maybe not that you watched, but that you really got into? Yeah. What got you into anime is what Cruz is trying to ask. Yeah, but I don't want to like repeat it the same way every time. Because then it just feels like I'm reading off a sheet. But we're not reading. I'm not reading off a sheet, but I just feel we're like We're in a closet. Audience, we're not in a closet. We're in a room. I mean, this could be someone's closet. It'd, it'd be a very, it'd be a walk-in closet for yeah, sure. Fuck yeah. It'd be a walk-in a closet. One. Yeah. You could lay yeah. down and there'd still be room. <laughs> <laughs> He's, not <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But anyway, okay, so what the first animes I did watch were Dragon Ball Z and probably Sailor Moon on Toonami when it was still there. Dang, so we all started with Toonami. Yeah, I feel like most of the the U.S. audience for anime probably got started with. Those were my introductions, but I'd have to say the anime that actually got me into anime, not that Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon weren't already good, but... The one that actually made me immerse into like Japanese culture and stuff like that had to be Full Metal Alchemist. That one's good. Regular or Brotherhood? Regular. That one's a damn good one. I always hear people talk about Brotherhood and like, oh, it's way better. And like, the only difference is that it takes uh, more from the manga than just from the anime. Yeah, and like the the timing, the pacing of it can be a little Mm. bit tighter, but like. I gotta say, I still like the first one more. And maybe it's just because of the same thing. That's the first one I watched. I've actually read good. the manga, but never watched Brotherhood. Oh. Uh-huh. I, I watched Brotherhood because like I was, I'd was i been talking to people about it, and they were like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? And it's like, I already watched the first one. Isn't it the same thing? Yeah, but it's better. And it's like, all right, fine, fuck it. I caved one time, and I watched it, and I was like, yeah, it's good. And yeah. Maybe if I'd watched this one first, I'd be like, yeah, this is the better one. Because like, technically, there are some things that are better, but... I it's couldn't not... get past Alphonse's voice change. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Is he bet... supposed to be like eight or nine? Mm. Like he's supposed to be small. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think he's yeah. supposed to be eight. 
Because Edward is supposed to be like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. 14, I think. Mm-hmm. And like. I thought they were only supposed to be like a year apart. Are mm. they? No. I don't know. I think. I, Maybe. You might be right. You might we, be right. I'm bad at being an anime fan. I forget most things. Dude, yeah. I watched Brotherhood like years ago. So you could be right. You could be right. Or you could be hella wrong. I don't really <laughs> think it matters, though. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, whatever. But like, Is there any other one? Or is Brotherhood or Full Metal the one that hella brought you in? Full Metal, Inuyasha, and probably Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, we should have had her on when we reviewed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, I, told her. I haven't seen it, but I did, I did hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I did. Uh, did I tell you? Yeah, you. Yeah, you I actually, told yeah. her. I was like, okay. "Oh, did you know?" Uh, dude, I didn't know that Inuyasha was a dude. He didn't know that uh, Inuyasha and Seshimaru were brothers. He yeah, didn't I didn't. Well, I didn't watch it. He thought they were. Uh, I, I thought they were girls. You thought they were girls, and then didn't you at one point say that you thought they were lesbians? Yeah, I thought their whole point was <laughs> that they wanted to bang, but I didn't know <laughs> oh they were goodness. brothers. <laughs> But for Full Metal, I definitely feel that if you have siblings, that you are more attracted to the show just for the fact that you have, you can be like, oh, I can relate. Yeah. I, I mean, I can vibe with that a little bit because, like, there were parts of, of watching it and seeing the way that they get along kind of did remind me of, like, me and my sister. Mm-hmm. And, and mm. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But also, you know, like, the whole homunculus thing was pretty interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Dude, she showed me a picture of this dog, and my first thought was the little girl that turned into the dog. Ah, <laughs> that is my favorite thing about Full Metal. And she was like, why the would you remind that me? that that one thing yeah, she was instills like, in, like, I, everybody who watched it. Yeah, she was yes. like, why did you have to remind me? And I was like, that's the first thing that came to mind when you showed me that dog. Yeah. Because I remember even, like, back then, You'd go on like Newgrounds or whatever, and there'd always be like three different animations that were all just the fusion dance from Dragon Ball, but uh, but the dog and the girl. Fuck. And there'd always be like hella triggered people in the comments. <laughs> and it's like I get it. That like when you actually watch the episode for the first time, like that does yeah, that does kind of hurt. And then some people uh, like adapt to making fun of it as a way to get past it and other people just let it hit them every time. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to say it hits me every time. I've made too many of those jokes at this point. I didn't make any of the jokes but it's just like that's not as some bad as some of the stuff that I've seen. Oh yeah, no, for sure. There know, are certainly worse things bad. in the world of anime. Yeah. And you have um, to think, he did it once before already. Yep. Yeah. He knew exactly what was going to happen and he Not went his through first with it. rodeo. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you said Inuyasha. What was the other? Oh, Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop remains, I think, one of my favorite. Did anime. you watch the other one? What's the one that Jacob got you? Space Dandy. Yeah, Space Dandy. It's no, by the same I guy. It. Same guy who did Cowboy Bebop. I will say different tone. It's way more comedic and it's Fuck yeah, it's way more funny. It's for for the most part like not Episodic. You don't have to worry about the continuity. Yeah. You do, like, second part of the season, it starts, you know, being important. But the first, maybe, like, six episodes or so, kind of doesn't matter. That but shit's hella funny. Dude, I love it Dude, there's so a much. scene. Oh, well, if you're going to watch it, never mind. Yeah, no. But it's going to ruin the joke. The first episode is probably the least funny of all of them. And it still immediately got me into it. I was like, you know, no, I'm here for this. I feel like I, I could be happy for, like, every first episode of, like, any show. It's always, like, the introduction yeah, the introduction is usually kind of... Just starting to get to yeah. know your characters and where they fall. Or... Well, that's why we yeah. go over the first three yeah. episodes of anime, because mm-hmm. you can tell what's, where it's going to go and if you're going to like it or not. 
Yeah, because I think the only show that I can point out right now that I've seen that didn't really have that problem was Dragon Ball. And it's just because, like, you get little Goku, like, immediately. Yeah. And you just, like, you, you click into who he is. Yeah. And so you just kind of watch him do his, you know, his antics and whatever. Do not for that spider anime. Well, that was also another one where, like, you kind of immediately. Yeah. As long as you can buy into the world immediately, then the first mm. episode should be fine. But, no, Space Dandy's kick-ass. I haven't seen his newest one, though. He has a, another anime series, I think, on Netflix. And that's his know. most recent one. And I've had it on my, like, watch list for, I think it's been out for, like, three years now. Oh, haven't, Jesus. Haven't looked at it at all. I still, every once in a while, go like, man, they need to make another Space Dandy. But, I'll have to watch it. But no, mm-hmm. nothing yet. It's definitely one of my top five right up there with, with Cowboy Bebop. So if that's what got you into those three, what what do you like? Like, what genre do you enjoy? Mm, I'd have to say probably more like action, I guess. Anything that has some fighting or something to go on. See, more like on a more like on a shonen type beat. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. More dudes punching dudes. Yeah, more dudes punching dudes. Yeah. So like what? Like a lot of fire force, maybe my hero stuff like that. I love my hero. My hero's good. Naruto. I like the manga for Naruto. I don't like the anime. Yeah, I, I don't like Naruto. The thing is, like, <laughs> I, I'm i in this weird intersection, right, where I don't like Naruto at all, and I also know way too much about Naruto. Because when I was in college, my roommate, super fucking into Naruto, so, like, he'd be watching it there, and, you know, I'm fucking in the same room with him, so, like, I, I just have all of this, like, Naruto knowledge in my brain that I, I don't really care for, but it's it's there. I feel that. Yeah, I get why people like it. It's just, mm. it's actually just the character of Naruto that I don't like. So no. I used to piss off my roommate because uh, he was really into uh, Naruto. Um, what was the second one they did? The Shippuden. Shippuden. Oh, there cool. we go. There we go. Yeah, and I would always pronounce it Naruto Shippuden just to like piss him <laughs> off because he'd get to that point where he'd be like, "That's not how you say it." And it's like, "Fucking no, how you say it? That's dude. That's how I am. Purpose. Yeah, that's how I am with at people at work." Because yeah. if you don't know this, listeners, we, we live in a very Hispanic community. Uh, literally the uh, city that has the highest Hispanic population outside of a border town. Yeah. So I purposely will say Jalapeno, Quesadilla, yeah. Cajun. And I know how to say this shit, but I purposely... Say fajitas instead of fajitas. Yeah. <laughs> so I purposely... Be like, oh yeah, I went to the subway and got some jalapenos, and I put some Tajin on it, and all my all the people that me and Jen work with, yeah, they're like, why can't you say it right? You're Mexican, and she's like, I know how to say it. I'm just choosing not to. Dude, sometimes I'll speak Spanish just like a white guy the entire time. Dude, that's what I would do too. Just like I'll be like at like ordering something, and it's just like uh, puedo agarrar, and it's like (laughs) they're looking at me like you're. You're so fucking brown. Yeah. How do you not? And it's like, I can. Yeah. At least you can to. speak Spanish. Yeah. yeah. I live in a Hispanic community here with y'all, and I don't speak Spanish at all. And because of my last name, they're always like, just, shouldn't just you like, know Spanish? Yeah. Like, just like nope. Brittany. Brittany's <laughs> like, she doesn't, she knows some, she understands it, but she can't speak it. I, yeah, I can understand a lot of it, but speaking is a whole other. No, I'm, I'm, I'm like super close to being at the point where I would tell somebody that I know how to speak Spanish, but I'm not all the way there yet Mm -hmm. because I get into that a lot where like I'm talking to somebody in Spanish and then halfway through a sentence, I'm like, I don't know what that word is. So then I have to restart the phrase from like a different perspective to get there. And I always get comments about how I speak Spanish like a kid. Yeah, I get that too from my grandma. 
And sometimes, like, I try to speak Spanish to my mother-in-law, and she just has this big, dumb smile on her face the whole time. Like you do when you're, like, talking to, like, a kid who's kind of rambling, and it's like, I don't know how to do this any better. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm trying. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so I purposely do that, too, but at work with Spanish words. Mm-hmm. Or they'll try to tell me how to pronounce my own last name when it's just like, no, I'm saying it the right way. And they're like, no, it's this way. And she's like, no, it's it's my last name, not yours, bro. Yeah. You know, eat a dick. <laughs> so anyway, back to Jen. Yeah, back to Jen. <laughs> back to our guest. Yeah. I don't. What were we talking about? Sailor Moon? No. No, Naruto. She likes Naruto. Naruto, yes. There we go. Yeah, but that's not all I like. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, no. that's what yeah. we're getting back to. Yes, we're getting back to that. Yeah, Fullmetal Alchemist is probably my number one because that's the one that I actually started with that nobody told me about. Like, mm-hmm. I came upon it on my own, watched it on my own, and I actually didn't know it was the first episode because it just was late at night on mm-hmm. Adult Swim or yeah. whatever. And I just watched it and was just like, I don't know what this is, but I gotta watch more of this. Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've been there before. Dude, yeah, well, like uh, The Great Pretender. I remember I watched that, and I told you guys, and you didn't want to watch it until I forced you guys to watch it, and then... Can I be real with you? All three of you guys I like fucking it. loved it. Ending. Did you watch season, th- the last half? I I saw, like, one episode after the one that you showed, maybe two episodes after the one that uh, you showed me, and I was like, ah, I'm going to get back to this, and then I never did. And it's, it's good. It's mm-hmm. actually good. But I have a tendency to like completely forget about shit. No, all I'd, the time. I didn't even finish the second second season until Adrian was bugging me about it, and then Brittany watched it. and She's like, "Oh, you should finish it." And I was like, "All right, fuck it, let me finish it then." Yeah, no, I just I haven't made the time, but it's a good one. Mm. It's genuinely a very good. I like the anime. backgrounds and the music. Yeah, actually, I kind of like everything about it. The backgrounds, the music, the pacing's great. Mm-hmm. Art style's great. The colors, I colors. fucking love the way that they use color in that one. Mm-hmm. It's just so bright without being blinding. So anything else, Jen, that you like? This is this is your time to shine. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, this goes where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> if you... Um, I don't know. I do like a couple like girly animes, like Fruits Baskets. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. No. Yeah, no. My wife is super into that one. So is she? I've I've seen. Like I said, Sailor Moon. So what are you looking <laughs> yeah. forward to? Um. This could be well, in general, not just yeah. anime, because she's a huge Zelda fan. Yeah, very big Zelda fan. So your face mask. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Breath of the Wild too. Me I definitely want to. Same. That'll you be pre-ordered. You have. Uh, I uh, have a switch. Jacob. Uh. Dude, I borrow Jacob's consoles like as frequently as I can. So I played through that one. The camel temple thingy was a bitch. Oh, the Gruda town? I think just getting into the temple yeah. was the bitch. It reminded me a bit of playing Shadow of the Colossus and being like, I'm almost there. And then like falling or just going back to a point where you're like, fuck, I got to do all this all over again. Then you just put it down because you're like, tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm fine. Too frustrated. Yeah. It's just like that was... That was too painful. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> Anything else? I'll just be yelling at Link half the time. Like, come on, buddy. Damn. Do this. I just love that he's like the most stoic character, except when he's cooking. <laughs> Anytime you sit down to cook, he's got this big dumb smile on his face. Or if you fuck it up, he looks like upset. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's like this guy doesn't want to be the hero of Hyrule. He wants to, he just wants to cook. Catch if you put, if you play <laughs> Cut grass. Uh, Age of Calamity when he meets the big rock dude, the rock dude's like here have this uh, rock drumstick and Link is so happy he eats that shit and I was like that's a rock bro how'd you eat a rock <laughs> we eat rocks all the time that's what I minerals guess, are yeah he just eats a lot of it at once mm-hmm. he spent a lot of time with those gorons yeah yep. he is fucking a fish yeah what lame ass dude no no although I mean I mean I don't want to fuck a position, fish you'd probably bang a lot of things that aren't People that look like you, bro. Impa's probably down to get dick down. <laughs> She's like, scramble my guts with your master sword. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! No! <laughs> or the, god. Do the fairies hella want to smash? Probably the fairies. Yeah, no, yeah. The fairies yeah, sure. would the fairies. definitely a hundred percent. They do not shove hide them that. right in there. <laughs> yep, they'd be. He's just got to say it. Yep. Just say the word. Yep. So so now that we're done with uh, Jen's uh, stuff. Introduction. Introduction. Well, no, you introduced yourself at the beginning. Yeah, I guess. So introduction yeah. to her interview is over. <laughs> yeah, and then also the, the outro to her interview is over. This is the outro to her interview. And now we're going to begin the part where we review anime. Uh, this yeah. is a very clumsy so, opening. So unlike our other guest, Jen actually was a bro. And decided to watch the animes that we're going over. We're going to talk about Tropical... Tropical Rogue Pretticure. Pretticure. Not Pedicure. I thought it was Pedicure. No. Pretticure. Cure. Actually, I think they write Precure. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a conjunction. Okay, because I was about to say, I was like, that's part of the Pretticure series. I think it's like the ninth fucking show in that. So before these two interview it, I want to say I chose it because I like the color of the artwork. Yeah, no, it's it was very bright, bright, very yeah. colorful. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it, I guess I just leave it up to you two because yeah, I didn't watch didn't, it. You didn't watch the one you picked out. Anyway, moving on to Tropical Rogue Pretty Cure. That is a magical girl anime about a girl who leaves an island to the big city and then uh, runs into a mermaid and then gets magic powers. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was really colorful, lots of like rainbow colors, everything else, but it did give me like major Sailor Moon Sailor it definitely Moon vibes. gave me like it also gave me major like Lisa Frank vibes. Mm-hmm. Those old fucking designs that you would see on just anything that was meant for girls in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Coloring in the felt yeah. and yeah, for sure. It's very much a typical kind of uh magical girl anime though. It's a good one, but I don't think it necessarily does anything that I, I haven't seen before. It's pretty in line with with what you're you're kind of used to from the genre, where it's like, hey, there's this girl. We're we're gonna you know frame her as kind of a blank slate, kind of like nobody character, so that way the person watching can put themselves in that role. We're gonna give you you know these cutesy villains, and for some reason the main villain, I think I think the main villain really only makes an appearance end of the first episode. Yeah, just once. Yeah, and it's just this, like, super thick sea snake lady who's also very tall, but she's laying down. I don't remember. Was she a snake or was she an octopus? I don't think it matters. I think she was a centipede. You didn't watch. (laughs) I think she was a snake. I think so. But they're all, like, underwater creatures. Yeah. It's a very underwater thing. She was probably an eel. She might have been an eel, actually. She might have been an eel, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So are you saying thick like she's chunky, or are you saying thick like the TH... Like with two C's, because she got hips, but also she doesn't look attractive. She looks very scary. 
Her face is very angry. <laughs> but uh, the first episode sort of just revolves around the setup of, like, bringing this girl into the fold of this, like, group of magical girls. And all of their magical items uh, in Pretty Cure fashion are makeup. And that was one of my favorite mm -hmm. parts. Because, like, magical girl stuff, right? It's always got the transformation scene. Yeah. There's this the the Sailor Moon turning into, like, this glowing white thingy and then, and then clothes, you know, appear on. Or there's Wonder Woman spinning around and then being in the costume. There's even Kill a Kill with also the costume change. For this one, it's transformation time. And then she just sort of starts putting on makeup. <laughs> Like, it yeah. doesn't look like a, the makeup like, that she's using is, like, magic makeup, but in effect, it's put on, like, regular makeup. Yeah, she's, like, lips, cheeks, yeah. and eyes, and she's putting on her blush and, like, eyeshadow and, like, So lipstick. does her makeup in, like, infinite, or does she have to go I, to I, the store and be I'm like, pretty sure it's infinite, because it's, sure like, it's magic. Infinite. It's like, hey, I ran out of eyeliner, can you hook a up? But it's, like, the whole... At the magic store? Well, I don't know. I didn't watch the anime. <laughs> <laughs> She's just doing her makeup and doing her hair. There's no, like, instant, hey, we're there, you know? But that's, like, the thing is, like, she tells her friend, uh, feel the power, feel your feel your prettiness, and, like, gives yeah. her, like, a lipstick or something oh, like that. She's like, yeah. I can get that out to tell myself that every day. Just, <laughs> All right, remember, you're the prettiest one at school. <laughs> I'm the prettiest one at my job. You work in an apartment. I hope so. I work by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it means I'm objectively correct. But anyway, yeah, pretty cute. The uh, the character design, as far as the villains go, is a little strange because they do the Power Rangers thingy, right? Where the villain has a thingy that turns things into monsters. Except instead of yelling, make my monster grow, he yells something in Japanese. And then it's just like a random object turns into a monster. Yeah. Because the first one was a pineapple turns into a giant pineapple monster that shoots coconuts for some reason. I didn't understand that part. <laughs> tropical. But I guess, yeah, it's, all of them are tropical, Yeah. I guess, because the second one is like a parasol and some chairs that turn into one big parasol and some chairs monster. Bro, and, then, and, you would, and you were saying that Mecca's dead. <laughs> and then the third one, I think, is trash cans. <clears throat> I, it's trash cans, yeah. yeah. But it's just like it's very cookie cutter as far as structure goes, like where you can you can tell how the story is going to go because they always kind of go that way. But it's weirdly really good at, at being what it is, like despite it being, you know, a stereotypical magical girl anime. It's got a lot about it that like like if, you know, if I had a kid and they were sitting down watching this, I'd probably sit down and watch it with them, too. It's very nice. It's very light. It's very fun. And from a technical perspective, like, the voice acting is really good. It's one of those things that you see a lot in kids' shows where the characters are meant to be exaggerated versions of people. They don't sound like real people's voices. They're meant to sound like cartoons. And whoever's doing the voice acting for the show is just going all out for it. Yeah. Because they are committing. Some of those lines would sound ridiculous coming from a regular person, but, like, you hear it from the cartoons and you're like yeah i believe you that's great agreed <laughs> yeah so you guys haven't told me like what you know episode one what was the what's the point you said introduction oh, the only reason why i say that or why i didn't do that is because they're all they're all kind of the same episode the so reason why i say that is because like it's you said that it's similar to power Rangers, so it's just like it's just like a monster of the week thing or yeah 
Okay. Basically, and the structure is basically the same, right? Like, uh, we're going to give you a problem for the episode, and then they're going to work through the problem up until, like, three-quarters of the way through, and then the monster shows up as, I guess, like a stand-in for them fixing the problem. And then they band together using either friendship or something they just learned to beat this big monster, and then at the end of it, problem solved. And okay. it's the same thing for, for all three of them. The first problem is just, like, the girl fitting into her new area and meeting this mermaid. And it actually seems like the mermaid's the one that doesn't fit in that well, so she's, like, helping her. Then they fight a big monster, and by the end of it, they're they're totally gelling with each other. The mermaid's like, this girl would be perfect to be a magical girl, which is a really weird thing to say after she's already turned into one, because I thought that was weird. <laughs> because, like, she picks up, like, she has, like, a ring, and then this, like, what, what are they Com- called? Like a Captain compact? Planet compact, now? there we go, yeah. She's compact, and then, like, they connect to each other in, like, a weird Wonder Twins way, and that turns her into a magical girl. No, it opens for it her opens, to use yes. the makeup, to, and to, then to, yeah, her into to then magical. use the makeup. <laughs> And then, and then, then she's a magical girl, uh, and her lipstick turns into. I thought it was gonna be a sword, but mm-hmm. then it just shoots suns at people. Suns. That's like why I sun. got like Sailor Moon vibes from it because yeah. it was like, almost the same, like with her crystal suns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She does all that, beats the monster, and then the mermaid is basically just like, I guess you would make a good a good fit for the team. And I was like, what do you mean? I guess she just beat a giant monster using exactly what she would need. That's on-the-job training right there. She's got the part. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. And that's that's. There's not really much to it actually in general. Like I said, it's it's similar in structure the whole way through. If there's anything about it that I think is exceptional, it's like the way that they use color. All right. Yeah, but it's a good one. I would give it three out of five. I feel like if you're into magical girl stuff, like that's something you should definitely check out because it's a it's a good example of it. It just doesn't do anything new with it. But also, it's a kids show, so. It's yeah. not like doing something new with it is necessarily important. It's just a bonus. I'd have to agree. Yeah, it's not anything like new wise, but it's fun. It looks fun. Yeah, it looks like it's, right. yeah, it's a cute little show. Yeah. So, so I guess moving on, it's the those spoken the spoke Kashibe Rohan, mm-hmm. a uh, spinoff of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure franchise, centered around a manga artist, Rohan Kashibe. The overarching story is about him trying to find another subject to write about, but true to the the title of the anime, every episode is him telling a different story about something that either he participated in or heard about. Yeah. Because the first episode has him talking to a friend of his, and a couple of friends show up midway through the story, about how he went to go confess at a Catholic church and then accidentally sat on the wrong side. He sat on the side where the priest was, unknowingly, and then heard a confession from a dude who was like a dock worker. His job was basically unloading things from a pallet and putting it into the stockhouse. And a homeless man comes up to him and is like, hey, I haven't eaten in five days. Can you give me food? And the guy's like, no, fuck you. I don't need you telling me to give you shit while I'm working my ass off. How about you unload this pallet and then I'll feed you? And the dude's like, okay. And then he starts unloading things and then he fucking dies. Because he actually hadn't eaten in several days. Mm -hmm. And then a ghost starts tormenting this dude. And that's basically the plot of that episode is sort of understanding or hearing about like what happens to this dude who has like a a vengeful spirit after him. Which if you've seen Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, you'd know that that's a a stand, which is 
I guess, sort of a spirit. It's like a ghost. It's a ghost that's associated with people, but it's like a superpower ghost that helps you do shit. Yeah. So, me and Cruz watched all four episodes. Yes. Jen, I believe you only watched the three, right? Yeah, I only watched the three. Okay, that's fine. We, yeah. The only reason we just did the last one is because that's the end of it. Yeah, it turns out it's only four. Mm-hmm. I thought it was six at, at a certain point, Yeah, I too. thought it was six, too. But I remember then, you saying that it was going to be six. Yeah, but then I checked it out on Netflix, and it's four. It could be, maybe it was the other Rohan Kashibe that was six. Maybe. Might have been, because they have the live-action one that came out last December. But um, I'm not a big JoJo fan, so I'm going to say this straight up. I didn't like it. I liked it a lot, but I, I'm also a very big JoJo fan. I don't like the way anyone looks. Oh, that's a big turnoff for people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah, the, the art eyes. style the is definitely. is what. It's like, I don't like to look at you. Really? <laughs> yeah. For the, a lot of people, it's the, the cheekbones that they don't like. No. The, the fact like, that it looks like. it. They look like people used to look like in like. PS1 video games. No, for me, with it's just the, sharp features everywhere. The the eyes. What is it? The second episode with the etiquette, or the third episode? That's the third episode. Yeah. The second episode is Rohan Kashibe telling the story of a uh, woman who accidentally murdered yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah. Because her father and her future, fiance, yeah, future fiance, were going to be visiting that day, and so she was trying to kick her boyfriend out because her boyfriend's poor, and her dad wouldn't like that. And so they got into a little bit of a spat. She pushed him. He fell on some golf clubs and died. And she was trying to, like, clean up the blood, but he just wouldn't stop bleeding at yeah. all, ever. And she develops, were, like, they a were weird go. relationship with his corpse. I thought they were going to go, like, she was going to turn into a demon because at one point she's swallowing this blood. Yeah. And you see her mouth going That was fucking gnarly ang- to see English the first time. to, like, a smile. So I was like, oh, she has a taste of man flesh. And not the not the other one that you're thinking of, <laughs> but no, they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, she's oddly obsessed, not oddly like super obsessed with this dude. That she you know waters him like a plant, and th- that's it. Well, I think that has to do with uh, the the stand that was associated with the guy. Why he won't stop bleeding, and why for some reason he seems to turn back into his normal state whenever mm-hmm. she sprays him with water for a bit. And I think that that's also what was influencing her like connection to his corpse. Yeah was the influence of the stand that he had. Mm-hmm. Which I I, uh, I really liked that episode. I was actually watching it yeah, with... Um, I, I liked it, but it, I just... I don't understand the hype for JoJo. Like, I was watching the four episodes, and, like, yeah. I, I seen the first season of JoJo's Bizarre. Yeah. So Joseph Star is still my favorite one. Oh, no, he's he's my... Phantom Blood is my favorite mm-hmm. of them. And then my second favorite is the one that hasn't gotten an anime adaptation yet, which is Stone Ocean. Yep. But um, they're different tonally because this one definitely takes that approach of trying to make it like a horror or like a thriller, that yeah. kind of thing. Whereas like regular JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it's more of like an adventure comedy. Because yeah, this like, definitely felt like it should have came out near Halloween. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like it would probably would have gotten more. Way more attention. More attention that way because like it does sort of try to spin everything as a scary story. Yeah. And I, I understand the approach because like. In JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, once you buy into it, you kind of accept the idea of stands and you see them as characters and all this other shit. But you are kind of left with the question of what does this look like to normal people, to people who don't have that shit. And so I think the whole point of the Kashibe Rohan thing was to show, like, to normal people, this feels like ghosts and mountain gods and spirits and the, shit. The only it part that I liked, like, yeah, the only part that I liked was the fact that he uses his powers and he turns people's faces into books. Heaven's uh Heaven's Door. Yeah, so when I first saw that, I was like, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. But I'm okay with that. Do you know why it's called Heaven's Door? Nope. 
Uh, interesting thing. One of the things that I love about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, almost all of the characters are named after either old bands or old songs. It's called Heaven's Door purely because the guy who wrote JoJo's Bizarre Adventure liked the Bob Dylan song Knocking on Heaven's Door and thought that would be a good one. Like actual mainline JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has like characters named Cars or Sticks. Uh, there's a character, there's a stand, one of the ghost things, that's called Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. And one of my favorite things too is the English translation can't use any of those names for copyright reasons. So they come up with the dumbest, like close, I guess it's supposed to be like the closest thing to it, but they always sound dumb. Like the guy whose name is Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap is like an English called Filthy Axe at a Reasonable Price. Okay. <laughs> Which is, but also the main story is like, oh, is like a comedy so it sounds it still sounds dumb but it's more viable i guess in yeah. that genre whereas rohan kashibe is definitely they're, they're trying to make it a horror mm. and that shit does not vibe that well <laughs> i liked it overall but at the same time you know jojo fan so yeah i feel like exact audience that this was meant for probably me yeah i'd have to be agreed with you so i've never seen jojo yeah. before or any of the enemies it's weird. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I did not care for the artwork, like those yeah, no, those eyelashes. Um, I think it's just, just the, the eyes, extra bro. the extra lines everywhere, like on their lips and forehead. It's just like no, for me, it was just the eyes. The eyes were just like, why are you like this? Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, the uh, the guy who makes the manga, all of the the people that are like in it. They're based off of the way that they would represent like fashion models in like the, the 80s. That's the reason why everybody's got like the really weird hair and they're very angular and muscular. And because everybody was looking at like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time and all of like the Italian magazines and stuff had, you know, it was crazy shit. And he just, I guess, really liked that. So everybody looks like that. It's weird because like everybody looks, even like the old people, the children. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure like has a weird look to it. And I think that's one of the reasons why it kind of stuck with people too. Nothing else looks like that. Some people don't like it, and I completely understand why. It looks almost over-illustrated. Like, they draw in lines for things that you don't need to draw in lines for. The cheekbones are always very square, yeah. and but it's, you know, it's something you either get past or it prevents you from getting into it. But that's, I think, one of the major complaints that I've heard from people who aren't a big fan of JoJo's. It's definitely one of those uh, things where you can tell which character they're going to focus on because everybody else is either flat gray and you don't see any detail with them or they look like a normal human. And then this guy walks in and he looks like a walking toothbrush and you're like, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the main guy. He's gonna... Pick out the main character. Because <laughs> one of the memes too is like, there was like a scene where they're talking about how like, oh, there's, an, there's another enemy stand user in the area. I wonder who he can be. And you look at this shot and it's just like normal ass people and one guy that looks ridiculous and it's like oh fucking yeah i wonder, I wonder who's <laughs> everybody's got fucking... brown hair and just that one yeah, everybody's person got has, like brown blue. hair gray hair they're walking around in suits this guy's got like f fucking head to toe fishnets and fingerless gloves and he's basically just wearing underwear and it's like oh no i wonder yeah so with jen only watched the first three yes the, the last episode i think that's the one that 
That's the between, one. Yeah, that's the one that I it was between the second and the and the fourth one that I liked. Where it's just like I don't know which one's better. Which I liked one, that one. That one was cool. That one was. I think that one was probably the best one at building like an actual like feeling yeah. of tension. Mm-hmm. Because it's literally just Rohan Kashibe and some other guy racing some on treadmills. Dude, <laughs> this dude's so buff that his muscles had wings. Yeah, the way Rohan Kashibe explains it is he was turning into the god yeah, Hermes. Hermes. Because right. of how muscular and how many wings he was covered in. But it was straight up like, hey, we're going to race on this thing, and if you don't beat me, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And defin- that sounds dumb as fuck, and at face value, it is. But they managed to actually like make it tense. And that's when you realize that uh, the main character, bro, is hella busted. Heaven's Door is hella busted. Oh, like OP? Yeah. Dude, again, this is outside of the context of, like, regular JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I think that's kind of, again, supposed to be the point, mm-hmm. is what it looks like to just other people, random-ass people. Because to random-ass people, that shit looks hella busted. You see yeah, him in, yeah. You see him in mainline JoJo's Bizarre Adventure against stands like Zawardo, which is the world, who can literally stop time at any moment and punch you, like, 40 times in the face and then start time again, and then your head explodes. Like He goes against people that are way more overpowered, and that balances it out. But the average person isn't going to see that. The average person is just going to see this guy fucking open somebody's face like a book Mm -hmm. and write in it, and that's going to look terrifying. Dude, no. When I first saw it, when he did it to the little girl, I was like, damn. I liked that, how Mm. abrupt that was, though, because she just, like, runs past him, like, talks shit to him (laughs) on the way, trips on a rock and fucking dies. She doesn't even hit her head on anything. She just, like, literally trips, and that's it. And then he just kind of, like, looks over at her, and I was like, okay. She died. Okay. (laughs) When that guy was walking up, I was like, I don't know, this dumb bitch is fucking died. I don't know who the fuck that she is. And then he can just, like, open her face and then write a different ending to her story, and then she's just back to life. So, you know, we're going to erase the part where she died to hit in the rock, and uh, she tripped, and then she got up, and then she ran away, and she Mm -hmm. doesn't, she can't see me. So, all right, cool. She ran off. She doesn't know that any of that happened. She doesn't know that she just fucking died. Right. Out of nowhere. But but other than that, the show, I didn't like that much, but it's still a three. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's a two or a one. I'm going to do something very controversial, Sal. Dude, if you say five. As a JoJo fan, it's five for me. Damn. But again, literally the exact audience for it. So, so what I don't think it was is... made. I mean, obviously, they would probably want people who haven't seen JoJo to get into it. But, like, it references enough that I feel like the target audience is people who are into JoJo. So I think you already get past a lot of those, like, weird little things. So what you're saying is use a bitch. Yeah. Yes. I've bought into all of the stupidity that comes with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I bought into that shit 10 years ago. So at this point, it's very easy for me to ignore all of the very legitimate criticisms you guys <laughs> have. Because it looks fucking weird. Everybody looks dumb as fuck. Nobody's got a normal name except for literally Kashibe Rohan. And the powers are very OP. Yeah. But yeah, I give it a three because it's not bad. But it's, yeah, it's, like you said, it's definitely not for me. I would not go out of my way to watch this yeah. unless it was like Halloween and someone's like, oh, it's a spooky story. But like, all right. Yeah. I'm into ghouls. I think as far as like the spookiness of it, they didn't nail it. Mm-hmm. The intro or the, yeah, the intro, the little music, that's pretty good. 
about you, Jen? You've been awfully quiet. I'm, I'm going to be the hater of Go the group it. and just give it a two because I did not like the art style. I'm not a JoJo person. Like I said, I've never seen any of the show at all. And I just, it was basically just four short stories of this guy telling four short stories. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's like, sort of the framework, right? Yeah. It's just like, just, I'm trying to, which I thought was weird too, because the whole point is I'm trying to figure out what to write about. And then he tells four horror stories that personally I found very interesting. And like at any point he could be like, you know what? I'll write about that. Dude, the part that I didn't like also is he's one-on-one. And then he's talking. And then by the end of it, two homeboys are like, oh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. I think the point of that is that he's telling a story and it's so engaging that other people are It's not other people. Hearing it's the same it. people. It's his friends, yeah. it's his that, friends. Are, that are there. Yeah. But the point is they weren't a part of that. And they're like, oh, dude, he's talking. Let me dude, let dude, me The other thing that I don't understand is how much does he get paid? Because in the a second lot. episode, his editor's like, all right, bro, how the fuck are you bankrupt? Didn't you just buy a four whole ass mountains? And he's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I had to buy it for ghost reasons. And because of it, I, I'm, I'm, I have to go bankrupt. So can I get into Vance? Well, the the idea is that he's kind of a stand, or at least I think he started off as a character, uh, as a stand-in for the guy who actually writes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think Araki's sort of success, you know, he kind of put that into that character as well, where it's like, okay, he's that world's version of him, which Araki makes a shit ton of money. He does a lot of really big tie-ins to huge, like worldwide huge fashion brands. Yeah. So I feel like that's supposed to be just who Rohan Kashibe is as well. It's just he decided to buy some mountains, which is probably not that cheap, I'd imagine. But uh, moving on, Kevin Kevin hasn't said anything. Kevin has been very quiet this episode. He was very talkative last one. He had a lot of opinions, but maybe he just he hasn't watched uh, these anime. So he, he, did, he did fall asleep as soon as we got back home. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Like he laid in his bed and I was like, that's it. That makes sense. So the last one. Yeah, Pacific Rim, Code the Black. Black. Yeah, the Code Black. Black. No, it's The Black. The Black. Oh. Code Black was uh, Cells at Work. Oh, yeah. I actually really like this one, Pacific Rim. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a huge sci-fi or robot or alien, any of that. I'm, that's actually, like, my least favorite genre. Yeah. But I was actually really, I actually was, like, really surprised and really was interested and was like, I, I got to know what happens in this next episode. Like, I really got to know. So I actually really like that one. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You've never watched the movies? I actually did watch the first. Yeah, I haven't Pacific seen the second Rim. one. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen the second I, one. I I saw part of the second one. I don't think I finished it. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to start shit and then not finish it. Yeah, I watched the first one. I liked it. I know there's a third one coming out, and this one is supposedly humanity going to the kaiju planet. The first movie very much treats like the fights with like a, a lot of weight, right? Yeah, fuck and I yeah. mean that like. In a literal sense, somebody gets punched, they hit a building, and you actually see, like, there's a, a lot of detail gone into how much this conflict is affecting everybody around. Shit's crumbling, people are dying. Yeah, the second one, it's very much like, I'm going to punch this dude through several walls, and we're not going to focus on anything, he's just going to get back, we're going to fight. It just kind of feels like a like a, a big rock'em sock'em robots type thing. <laughs> it misses a lot of the, the quality that the first one had. But that also does seem to be something that this show picked up on or picked yeah. back up is mm -hmm. the idea that, like, 
shit's actually devastating. Yeah. So did you want to tell you us give what us, happened? Yeah, a little yeah. framework here. Okay. Well, the first one starts off obviously with the intro um, of them fighting the kaiju and. I guess they're removing their kids or whoever's left. The parents and everybody make it out, but then one of them's following them. Yeah. Yeah. And then the parents are like, okay, well, we need you guys to stay here and basically start your own little base because the base they were supposed to get to, they couldn't find for whatever reason. I don't know. It's destroyed. Mm-hmm. But um, it basically just ends like that with the parents leaving the kids behind and the rest of the survivors to start, I guess, a new village, and they just don't come back. They just that's don't come like, back. That's like the first episode there. <laughs> if you like Pacific Grim, you're definitely going to like this one. Yeah. You did bring up earlier, not in the podcast, but it definitely does feel like it's meant to be for kids, but then yet... It goes back and forth in tone to me. Yeah, which is like, very similar to the Jurassic Park mm-hmm. Netflix cartoon where people straight up get eaten mm-hmm. they don't show you it but like you hear the crunching or the, the dinosaurs eating people yeah and i was like damn that's pretty cool pacific rim the black i know it is tv 14 but like tone wise it seems to go back and forth between like like the way that it talks to you it mm-hmm. seems to go back and forth between expecting you to be a kid or an adult because the relationship between like the brother and the sister the main characters that first episode, it's very, they, there's there's no like depth to them really. It's just sort of like, this is the brother. He's older. He's more responsible. Here's the sister. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't really give you a reason why. Like, oh, she's sad because her parents are gone. Okay. Because like the whole yeah. conflict starts because she's like, I'm bored. I'm going to get a bunch of people murdered because I'm bored. It's a real weird way to set up me having to care about her. Mm. I felt the same. I did not. Yeah, the sister did not give me good first impressions there. I was just like, this freaking kid. It kind of felt just like, all right, the show's got to go somewhere. So she's got to do something that makes it go somewhere. It didn't didn't feel like a natural sort of evolution. But after that first episode, the uh, the feeling that like I guess that that little kid show feeling does start to dissipate because it starts taking itself more seriously through the second and the third episode. It's just yeah. the first one when they're like, here's the colony, here are the characters, all this stuff. It's so one dimensional that it reminds me of the way that kid shows are done, where it's just like, this is the goofy one, this is the dumb one, this is the whatever one. Yeah. It felt yeah. like that for them. But again, like, I feel like that's like every anime or show. or yeah. A lot of them like, do that, yeah. It's the they, first there intro is archetypes, to... mm-hmm. But I feel like this one was... It was more heavy-handed yeah. with them. And then also, yeah, just the sister character I don't vibe with because it seems like she just exists to cause problems. <laughs> yeah, to be an annoyance because yeah. the second episode it starts off with her finding out that her brother does kind of have resentment like, this is your fault, you dumbass bitch. But I mean, is he wrong? Yeah. No. Uh, I had no, to agree. He's, yeah, not, he's wrong. not wrong. He's not wrong, not wrong, but at the same time, you don't want, if someone's already feeling shitty, you don't want to just kick them when they're dead. Okay, uh, if somebody's shitty because they like stepped on a dog's tail, whatever, it happens, fuck it. Somebody's shitty because they killed literally everybody around you. I think there's a little leeway for you to be real pissed at them. Okay, but I feel like she didn't do it on purpose. But I mean, at the same time, there were so many things in the way that let like should have let her know this is not the smart thing to do because she gets told it's not about you having entertainment; it's about 
living. That's what we, we're just trying to survive. That's this is the world we live in. And she's like, fuck you, no, I'm gonna go off ostensibly to explore the areas that have the big monsters in them, which is a bad idea in the first place. Yeah. Okay, then, yeah. And then she happens upon a big robot. And instead of going back and being like, look, guys, we've got a way out of this. She's like, I'm going to climb inside the big robot. And then the AI pops on and is like, here's a training thing. And she's like, skip everything. (laughs) Let's get to driving this son of a bitch around. Like, there are so many points where it's like, you have to know. You have to know that you're being a dumbass right now. And she just rides it through. And then the alarm starts. She's like, oh, no. People probably can hear this, and it still takes the brother being like, hey, AI, shut the alarm off. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I will agree with you with the whole skipping thing yeah. where she was just like, lesson number one, nah, skip that. Right. Lesson number two, nah, skip that. But I don't remember her giving the AI any command before that alarm went off. Like, the alarm just went off, and then the brother was like, uh, whoa. She wants to pilot the thingy and then the AI tells her that she needs a co-pilot and it'll start once the co-pilot comes in and she brings her brother in and then she's like this is my co-pilot which is the cue for the thing to start because the robot's like okay we've got a second person here now let's boot this shit up it starts opening the doors the alarm goes off and then she freaks out and it takes him to tell the AI stop it okay I'll I'll give it that but I also just kind of feel like with that, the AI should have waited for an explicit command. I mean, probably to start. you would imagine there's probably there should probably be more safety features. Yeah, because I feel like you ought not to be able to just let them skip everything. Not only that, but like just for him to just come in and be like, "Hey, here's my copilot. All right, let's get going." Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there should be a button for that. Or Probably. Something. I feel like maybe that like the suits should come down and you you got to climb in them first before it starts going. Yeah, but, something like that. But no, it just turns. It starts opening everything, and then it's like, ah, dude. I, I think the late. fact that yeah. she skipped everything. That's just how most people are nowadays. We have friends that purposely do not do tutorials in video games, and then they'll start bitching, like, what are the controls? And it's like, didn't you do the tutorial? Yeah. No, I skipped it. So it's like, it makes sense why she would skip it, but it's not the smart thing to do. But I mean, it's one thing when it's like, you know, fucking Forza Horizon 3 and you're playing a a racing game. It's another thing when it's a giant robot armed with, like, missiles and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like even a dumbass has to know, like, maybe I should know how to move this first. Dude, at first I liked the robot, but then I thought about it. That's just, like, the archetype now for any kind of AI is being sassy just yeah. to be a fucking bitch. I think that's one of the things I didn't like about, um, what was it, Outer Worlds. And I get it, right? Because, like, it's supposed to be sort of like a like a servant-type character, and it makes it more interesting if they're reluctant about it or, you know, a smart-ass about it or they're smarter than the person who's talking to them or whatever. It's not as interesting if you're just like, do this, and it's like, okay, you want to give them a personality. But it seems to be that, like, making them snarky is just the go-to. The default, yeah. yeah. But overall, I mean, the show is I, – I like it. It yeah. does the thing I don't like about like anime type shows where it's like everything's 3D. It looks laggy to me almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but that's just the direction that yeah. Netflix goes with yeah. in general. But I, I did get past it in the first episode. Like after mm-hmm. that, I kind of stopped caring mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. The, the, uh, the one thing that I've never liked, and this goes with anime, movies, and sometimes games, in the second episode where they're looking for the power cell for the Jaeger. Yeah. 
they see the the little dog kaijus, and then you see this big ass Jaeger kaiju hybrid. And I hate how the robot was fast enough to catch the dog, but then slow to where the the kids cannot run it. I hate how anything huge is slow until it's like, all right, now it's really fast. The thing is, it shouldn't be really fast at all. It should be slow. This is just the way physics works. The bigger you are, it, it's going to look like you're moving slower. You're not. You're moving way faster than people are. If you were in a situation where like this big robot's trying to grab you, from a distance, it's going to look like that robot's moving very slow, but it's like watching a plane in the sky. Yeah. It's moving fucking fast as shit. You're just far enough away from it that the distance it looks like it's moving is slower. If you put like that giant robot like hand moving in front of like a few city blocks and you saw how much it was moving, you would see that it's not actually moving slow. It just looks slow mm-hmm. because of its relative size. But even then, it should still be fast enough that the kids can't get away from it. Yeah. This thing caught this agile as fuck yeah. dog. But the kids, it's like, oh, no, you're just out of my reach. Oh, no. The only thing about the dog thing is that, like, it... It does it twice. It shouldn't be able to do it with the dog, though, because, like, A, the dog's already close enough, and B, when you're that big trying to pick up something that's small, you can't be as fast as it. Yeah, exactly. So he should have picked him up well before it got to a point where it was going to attack them. So that part, yeah, it doesn't make sense as far as movement goes, but, like... The fact that it looks like it moves slow is probably fairly accurate, given that it's a very large creature. Yeah, so that's the second episode, is them trying to get a power cell for the Jaeger. And then finding a weird kid that has superpowers. The kid that has the telekinesis and likes to eat animals. Well, insects. No, he tried (laughs) to eat the crow, too. Oh, that's right, yeah, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. He tries to grab the crow. I get it, though. Mm. Wait, y'all are talking about past episode three, then? Because no. I did not. Yeah. No, that's episode Because isn't two. the third? No. Yeah. In episode two, he ate that little butterfly and tried to eat that scorpion or whatever. Yeah. In no, episode, episode two. Three, he tried oh, to yeah, eat yeah. the scorpion. Yeah, episode yeah. three, he tries to eat the scorpion. In episode two, when they leave the building. He eats a butterfly. He No. In episode two, when they're about to leave, he tries to catch the crow, and they're like, no, let's move along. Because he tried to eat the crow. I thought, wasn't it when they were trying to get it, out of the no. mech? Yeah, I think it, you're right. It is episode there's, three. There's, there's two crows that are just hanging, that are hanging out. out. And he tries to go for them and they're like, oh, we'll climb stuff later. They don't realize mm-hmm. that he's oh, trying to okay. eat them. Yeah, yeah okay, I remember that part. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, yeah, the third episode is they see vehicles and they're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is that? They go check it out. This uh, chick named May is gathering eggs. Which I don't understand why the two dudes, because they're gathering kaiju eggs yeah. for whatever reason. And there's a set of four. The two no-name bros are so far in the front. It's like, bro, you guys are using assault rifles for these kaijus. Yeah. It's like, what are you expecting to do? Yeah, that was a mm-hmm. weird, that was a thing that I thought was odd too, right? Is they're like protecting with the assault rifles. Which to me would imply that that means that they think that that's going to do something at all. And then they get into a fight with them and it does nothing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt it at all. So why even have those people in the first place? It sounds like you've been stealing shit from this guy a few times, or this girl, I guess. It's a, yeah. it's a the kaiju, but it's laying eggs, so I would assume it's it's a female. But, like, you've been doing this for a while. The fact that you're this armed means it's probably gotten ornery before. Mm-hmm. You ought to know that that's not going to work. They should have been coming in with something that would work. Yeah, the rocket. They, they have rocket. But the rocket Yeah, even the rocket it. didn't yeah. work. <coughs> well, the rocket they, didn't even work when it hit yeah, its Yeah, they had to shoot it, it in the mouth. They had to mm-hmm. shoot it in the mouth. But, like, this is I, information they ought to have yeah, known. Yeah, this wasn't their first time, like, oh, shit, look at these eggs. Let's take them. No, this is something they've been doing 
for probably months, maybe years. But yeah, the two dudes just get eaten, and it's just like, all right, that was cool. And then you know, the the kids get taken to the base. Some shenanigans happens. They want to know why they want the power cell, and you end up finding out that the dude was just uh, mind fucking him. Yeah, I thought that was cool because he did this whole interrogation scene where the leader of this like raider camp or whatever is talking to the main kid, the guy who's training to be a pilot. And it looks like a regular interrogation scene. And then at the end, you find out that he's been talking to him through one of those um, like neural uplink things that they used to pilot the mechs in the first place. Because Marauder Raider leader dude walks out of the room and you see the main character kid hanging out on a chair with the helmet set up on. And they're like, oh, that kid's fucked. Got it. Yep. And then that just leaves it on a cliffhanger, cliffhanger ending there. I thought that was a really cool uh, yeah. way to do that. I I liked it. Uh, out of the two, it's the one that I like the the most. But that's just because it's either one or the other. Out of the three, I think it's one that I like the second most, maybe. But I give it a solid three. Yeah, yeah, three. It's a it's a good show. I don't if think you, it's done anything that's like amazing yet. But I definitely think it has the potential to yeah, go somewhere with it. If you like Pacific it. Rim and you want more of the world, well, this you know expands the world because I know Jurassic Park, the cartoon, is the first one of the few things that is expanding the world yeah. for Jurassic Park. Because you would think this huge franchise would have, have more. Yeah, but this the cartoon is the first one, and it's just like what the fuck. I'm going to go a little higher and give it a four, only because, like I said, for being somebody who doesn't like this type of genre, I was actually very interested to see where this is going to go. Oh, yeah, no, I get Would that. you say yeah. that you're going to continue watching it? I think so, yeah. Okay. I don't think I am, but that's yeah, just because of who I am as a person. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can lie and say I'm going to, but unless you bug me about it, then I won't watch it. Yeah, because I was like, I'm totally going to keep watching Wonder Egg Priority. I haven't seen it. I have. I've a been fucking keep, bit of it since I've been keeping And it. I really liked it. I was like, this is fucking yeah, great. The same with the Spider-Man make. Been watching that. I haven't continued that one either. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, although I've heard that of it. Good. That one's good. I good. liked it. I just, again, have a tendency to, it's, it's almost like I get a feeling for what the show's like, and I'm like, I like this one. That's enough for me. I know okay. my dad's good. Watching it. Oh yeah, you did. Your dad. You said that your dad is watching the Spider One. Yeah, my. I'd have to say when I started watching Naruto back in like ninth grade when it first came to America and like TV and all that. I think that was like aside from Dragon Ball Z, of course, that was like his introduction mm. into anime. And since then, he has watched so many that I haven't even seen. Like Black Clover, he's mentioned to me. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that one. Uh, Goblin Slayer is another yeah, one. I've been reading yeah, that one. Yeah, the Spider cool. one. The I'm standing on a million lives. That one's good. Okay, well, see, he's watched so many of these so, without so, me already. So what you're saying is we should just have him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he down. might have more info. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, I think that's the end. This yeah. is also the end of the winter season. That this is we the end of the winter season, yes. We didn't go over everything, but we went over at least the major new stuff. Yeah. This would be the time we would give Jen time for her Instagrams, but she, she doesn't do you that. you have anything you want to plug? She makes this really nice... Uh, when I say plug, I mean pitch. Like, you have anything you want to say, like, you can find me here or here? No, I actually don't have yeah. any, like, Why social you, media the, at all. The shit that you were showing me that you do is good. It's hella good. I mean, and you had, like, you had, like, ten pictures there. Yeah. That's your first ten Instagram posts done. Bro, you she, gotta worry about new content for at least, like, you know, uh, ten weeks. Months. 
They're called parlor beads, but yes, I do do them. It's just a hobby, though. But I Which suppose you can, you can, I should get an Instagram still, I mean, or something. You can still monetize a hobby and still have it be fun. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. say that you shouldn't make your work or like your hobby your work because then it'll feel like work. Mm. But it usually only feels like work if you set it up like uh, the wrong way. Like before, years ago, I used to do like YouTube and stuff because that was my, my hobby. And then I was like, I'm going to do two videos a day, Monday through Friday. That shit killed me and I stopped doing it forever. But I feel like, it, you know, when I started off and I was like, I'm going to do two videos a week. I was chilling with that and having fun. I feel like there's a there's a, a point there where you can... You know, I'm going to continue doing it at the pace I normally do it. I'm just going to show it off afterwards. Yeah, even if you uh, were just to show yeah. it off. and then Yeah, even some... if you weren't like, oh, I'll take orders or whatever. You were just like, no, here's the thing I did. Look at it. You'd probably do fairly well. And someone would be like, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks. I'll give you a hand jibbers, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe maybe I'll do an Instagram Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you don't want to, don't. But, yeah, but like, yeah, the, don't feel just, pressure to. Yeah. Just saying. There's there's an avenue there. She, when she handed me the Luffy, Zoro, and Chopper, I was like, holy shit, this is pretty good. Yeah. So no, then I asked her, she's like, no, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. When I when I when she showed me at the beginning, of, like before we started recording, I was like, this is, because you know how sometimes people show you stuff and you're like, I have to pretend this is good. I didn't get that feeling. It wasn't like, oh, let me talk this up a little bit. Well, it was good. like, this is genuinely good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, when she showed me, and it's like, and you're not showing this to anyone? Like, yeah, what the, the fuck? fuck? You ought to be. Oh, just doing for fun. But, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, if you don't want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're not we're not going to hold you at gunpoint. I'm not going to go to your house and steal your fat-ass cat. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the cat, just not no, my dog. I don't like cats. <laughs> I like cats. That's why I don't like Morgana from Persona 5. I don't like him because he's a bitch. Yeah, he's a super simp. <laughs> but anyways, that's that's the end of the episode. Yep. And the next ones, uh, spring is coming up, but so we don't have to wait. So we might have more guests or they might just be random episodes since we have to wait for the three. Yeah, we may do some more topic-oriented episodes versus like review-oriented ones because, yeah, the, the season technically started, I think, as of recording the day that we're recording it. Yeah. But uh, we have to wait for three episodes to come out, and that's three weeks. And that's three weeks from you hearing this, mm-hmm. not from us recording it, obviously, because because of how that works. So we'll have at least three episodes that'll probably be more topic-oriented. And we'll probably try to get some guests on, try to get, you know, some, oh, Jen's dad. something else doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bring <laughs> your dad. dad. Oh, God, okay. But th- that's it. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.